It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. And a Tuesday morning is turned up September the 26th today, and a couple of weeks ago we were talking about real estate data from Domain, which was highlighting home buyers are willing to invest more to reside near city centres within 15 k's of CBDs. And this of course includes Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Canberra and Perth. And in that bunch there are suburbs that have really excelled in terms of property price growth over the past year. And people moved out of the CBD during COVID to escape for the the wide open spaces. And you might have been one of those people who didn't want to be hemmed in. In fact, I know one person that decided to get out of town totally. And that is John Chartres from Thompson Real Estate there in Melbourne. And good morning to you, John. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast. Thank you, Craig. Pleased to be with you. So you were one of these people that decided, well, I want to get out of the rat race. I don't want to be hemmed in. And you moved out only to come back and be one of these people that have said, hang on, I'm missing the city. Yeah, definitely, Craig. I think we looked around and thought we're locked down. City wasn't a good place. Let's get to the country and enjoy the air. And how much of a factor was the family? Because people do feel cut off from extended family. It's okay if you're taking your family, if you've got young kids, but if you've got adult kids and they're living in Melbourne and they say, no, I I don't want to go, then you're kind of, you know, removed somewhat. 100%. I think your family is so important to you. They grow up quickly. And if you can't be around them or if you've got elderly parents and you can't be there to assist, it's a huge influence in coming back to be with them. And I think that one thing that COVID actually taught people was this whole emphasis on the family. Whilst people moved to regional areas to escape the lockdown, I think after a while that became really embedded in people because of the whole pandemic and what we went through. Look, I agree with that, but also work-related. Some work you just can't do remotely. You need to be around others in your profession. Uh, Training is a big one that you need to be together. It's all well and good if you know your job and you can work off a laptop, but how do you train the next person to that role? Um, So I think work with the family brings you back. Yeah, real estate, you've definitely got to be on the ground. All right, we'll stay right there, John. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, more real estate and in particular Melbourne in just a moment. Every morning from 6am, we bring you the latest real estate news with diverse perspectives from leading industry experts. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. Well, you might have seen this with the ABC reporting yesterday. Families investing their life savings in dream homes are unable to move in due to construction issues. And this time it's in Tasmania. Golden Homes, the building company responsible, went into administration leaving homeowners in limbo. One family's house had several issues including water pooling, non-compliant structures and 
clay foundation problems. And here's the rub. This is a real problem because many builders are reluctant to take on the liability of finishing another's incomplete work. And you can't really blame the builders here, can you, for not wanting to pick up the tools and get involved. So the federal government is aiming to improve construction quality and encourage consistency in building laws across the states and financial assistance is available to homeowners but it very much depends on the outcomes of some of these insolvencies. So all up it is not great especially as people at this time of the year too. They're looking forward to getting into their new home that they've saved every little cent for so it's an absolutely gut-wrenching time for them. Get insider tips from industry professionals and level up your real estate game by unlocking the secrets of successful real estate transactions. It's the main centre forecast. And let's have a look at the weather around the country. First we go to Sydney expecting cloudy skies, a chance of some rain. 23 is your forecast top. In Melbourne it should be mainly fine. 24 is your forecast high. Brisbane, look at that. Sunny skies with 27. And in Perth expecting blue skies and your high of 25. If you're celebrating your birthday today for September the 26th. Happy birthday to you. Serena Williams, I'm sure she can still smash the ball around at 41 years of age. And Linda Hamilton is also celebrating with you. She is turning 66. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing and maximising your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. And it's a Tuesday morning real estate breakfast at your place and we are back with John Chartres from Melbourne and just having a look over the five-year period, uh, one of the suburbs there in Melbourne, Elphington, experienced the most significant growth among Melbourne suburbs close to the CBD and that's what we were talking about this morning, people wanting to be within that 10 to 15k radius of the CBD. Now, Elphington, it had a 48.9% increase in median unit price, reaching 1.78 million. And that wasn't isolated, was it, John? Because some of these other suburbs around uh, Melbourne doing pretty well. Very much so. I think in Melbourne, you've got a lot of smaller suburbs in amongst the cities. In the southeast, where I am, the city of Stonington, you've got small suburbs such as Malvern and Pran and Windsor, as you have Alfington in the north. Sometimes they get left behind to their neighbouring suburbs and the buyers are very astute and suddenly find these small pockets and go, yep, that's for me, and off it goes. People are just uh, a little bit more savvy, aren't they? They they start reading the market, and we'll talk about reading the market in just a moment, but some suburbs are facing, dare I say it, more of a supply and demand issues, more so than others, like Armadale. Tell us a little bit about what's gone on there. 
Armadale is a small suburb in the city of Stonington. And with a small suburb, there's always less supply coming through. Once you're in Armadale, there's nowhere else better to go, in my opinion. Adjacent, you have Paran, Malvern. But Armadale offers a diverse real estate supply where you can get your one-bedroom apartments for your first home buyers right up to the huge $10 million properties for wealthy families. It does offer an enormous diverse amount of real estate, which is very attractive. And if you are in Melbourne, you might want to check that out because Armadale has actually increased over the past year 10.5%. Now, what's happening in terms of inspections at the moment? How many people are getting out and about from what you're observing there? Look, Craig, we're getting a lot, lot more. The weather's improving. That helps. The interest rates are now probably at their peak. So the buyers are becoming a lot more research orientated. They're coming out, looking at properties, getting a feel, seeing what's happening, getting an idea of values and a um, lot, lot more coming through our opens, which is, which is excellent. And it's all about understanding the market because some people, let's face it, they get a little bamboozled when it comes to real estate, unnecessarily, because real estate is pretty straightforward if you just get in there and start reading the market. If you've gone to a new city, for example, and you say, yes, this is a suburb that I want to buy into. After three or four auctions, you're really starting to get a feel for what's going on on the ground. Very much so. And Melbourne is great for that. You know, you just go through the open for inspections. Anyone can go through. You just register at the door. You can hang around and watch the auction, get an idea of who's bidding and who's not. Look at the demographic or the type of people that are bidding. Find out why that property is bringing more than the other one down the road. You know, is it because it's a better orientation or no flats next door? What is it? It's just doing the homework and very easy to do. Yeah, and one of the things that I actually like to do is I like to walk down the street and do a couple of door knocks and just ask people, is there anything weird going on in the street, particularly if there's a house, a property that I really like? There are all sorts of things that can rear the head once you've paid and just a simple walk, knock on the door. Yes, you might have some people say, no, I'm not interested in talking to you, but you'll find some people and that's amazing what they will tell. I think that's a great, great thing to do. I think too many buyers just do their homework from the internet and try and determine values by the photos. Uh, But remember, the photos taken are taken to enhance the look of the property. So that might leave out the backyard or something that you need to see. But also go for a walk to the local shops, go to the cafe, see what your environment is going to be like around your house. There'll be people that'll be listening to us that are offshore, that they're not in Australia, and they're looking at doing that. And I'll tell you what you do with regard to what I just said about knocking on a door. You get your friend, you get somebody that you know and trust to do that and just roll a recorder on your phone. And then they can send you the MP3 file. You can listen to what was said. I think that's so true. Years ago, a lot of investors used to buy sight unseen because they went straight on return. But if you're going to live there and you want to live there for your 10, 20 years and you kids to the local school, well, you've got to know where that school is. Where is the school zone? Is that school a good school? There's a lot of variables you need to find out. 
Now, just before I let you go, what's happening with the investors in your area? Are the taxes scaring people away? Craig, enormously. Unfortunately, the government have decided to tax investors heavily with increased land tax, a land tax levy, changing of legislation very much in favour of tenants. We're finding investors are leaving the market. And sometimes when you see that and they may want to profit and what they bought some 10, 20 years ago, you normally consult another investor, but they're not buying at all. The negative of that is there'll be less properties to rent out. The positive is that the first home buyers have got a great selection now for more of this type of real estate coming onto the market. But long term, um, it, it won't be good. I wish you well between now and the end of the year. It's good that those first home buyers are pretty much in the thick of it. And John, thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Pleasure, Craig. Thanks for having me. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. Last weekend, I see that it was sitting at 74%. You compare that same time last year, 54. That tells a bit of a story. Yeah, it certainly does. So as a business, we were 79% at the same time last year to what they were at 54% as an average. However, as an average currently for the year to date for our business, we're still sitting over 80%. So either way you look at it, anything in the 70% range is a great marketplace. Anything over 80% is an extraordinary marketplace. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.